For those of you who have lost money, like millions overnight. For those of you who are or have been in personal debt. For those of you who have been at rock bottom, ready to give up. Get ready because it's gonna get a whole lot worse. And that's a great thing. This is Below Zero to Hero, a brain dump by The Fail Coach, helping entrepreneurs develop a healthy relationship with failure. Look, failure can't be feared. It's the number one killer of creativity, ideas, dreams, and even entrepreneurs themselves. And it's thought will never get in your way again. With the right mindset, failure can be step one into a new journey of being a better leader, having better balance, better relationships, and most importantly, success. So bring it on. This is Below Zero to Hero with The Fail Coach. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Bring Them by The Fail Coach. Um, I have another wonderful guest today. Um, her name is Luana, and she is my friend now for, I think, around two years or so. Um, and I'm really, really happy and really excited uh, that I finally brought her onto this show uh, because she has a lot of interesting things to share. Uh, but, you know, Luana, um, this is your show. You're the guest. Uh, welcome to the show. And tell us a little bit about yourself first. Thank you, Miha. It's really awesome to be here. So I'm Luana Ribeira. I'm originally from the UK, living in Portugal at the minute. And I help entrepreneurs to write and publish books and to get into the media, including television, radio, magazines, podcasts, and into newspapers. Perfect. Um, I think this is an interesting topic uh, because I think more and more entrepreneurs, even from bigger companies, are becoming more aware that um, personal branding, even if you are a Fortune 100 company, personal branding of the leadership is very important. Just with, for example, um, Elon Musk, I think I heard that he has I don't know, like five times or so more followers on his Twitter account, him personally, than uh, Tesla as a company has all over their social media or something like that. So personal brand is really, really becoming more and more important personal stories. We want to know even about those huge CEOs, what it is that they like doing, how they, you know, spend their free time and so on. So um, I guess this episode will be right on spot for that. Am I right? Oh, 100%. And I didn't know that about Elon Musk, but it doesn't surprise me one little bit. You know, people want to work with people. They don't want to work with a faceless business. They want to know who they're dealing with. They want to be inspired by these people. You know, when you've got somebody like Elon Musk, people want to know about him, what his daily life is like, you know, what he gets up to, how his brain works. People are interested in people in how they became to be who they are and in their experiences and you know that they're always going to be more interested in that than what a business can do okay yeah um so tell me please um how, how do you start like let's say well i mean take me for example you know i'm an online entrepreneur um and how would you start somebody like me? Where, where would we start? What's the process? Uh, I, I guess I can't just go into media tomorrow. 
Good question. So the first thing that I do is I research people and see if they are media ready. So to be media ready, I would suggest that they're in a place where, so I'm talking specifically here to entrepreneurs who want to use media to grow their business. So I would see what stage their businesses are. Is it an established business? Do they know what their key message is? Is that coming across loud and clear? Do they already have a strong marketing strategy? And if that's a yes, then we look at that further and see how we can enhance that. So how, how you can further be attractive to the media. So things like, um, plenty of videos, live streams and things like that. So people can see how you're coming across on screen, making sure that you're consistent, you know, that, that you are coming across as the expert in that topic and not jumping from one thing to another. So, so people tend to get confused. And that, by the way, I just want to be clear there. I'm not saying that to be seen as an expert, that you can't talk about anything else but that's got to be the main topic. But if you just speak on that, then, you know, it's going to be more interesting for people if you do share some of your personal life as well. So don't get me wrong on that. Um, but yeah, the main things are, is the business established? Is, are you clear on your audience, on your key message? Do you know the purpose behind the media? You know, why you want it? And then do you know exactly who your audience is? And then we go into where you can get in front of those audiences with that message. Okay. Um, so do I already have, what, what if I'm somebody who's new? Maybe like not new, new, like in a mm. way, oh, I just finished university and now I want to position myself as the next uh, fake guru. Uh, but more like, you know, uh, I've been doing, maybe I've, I've been in corporate world for the past, I don't know, 20 years and I'm a mm. huge expert on something, something. I don't know how to screw, um, you know, the right screws into uh, a yacht machine or something like that. So I'm like, top expert on that mm -hmm. and i say well you know what fuck it i'm done with the nine to five um, yeah. i want to do i want to you know be my own boss i want to become maybe a consultant or something like that mm -hmm. um is that uh, is that something you would be able to uh go from so um i'm completely new or yeah. is the process different and maybe if you can dive a little bit more in, 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 you know, media ready. Yes. So if somebody is in a situation like you just described, you know, they are the expert, they know what they're talking about. It's just that they haven't fully established their business yet. Can they get into the media? Absolutely. And they can do so very quickly. Um, it just takes a bit of creativity, but for the media to be more effective for them, I would recommend that they get their business established first, because otherwise, what are you going to do with that publicity? You know, always think with the end goal in mind. So if they want that publicity to help them to grow their business, you know, to bring in more clients, more sales and all the rest of it, then they need somewhere to lead them. So otherwise, they're going to go and get this publicity 
and what what PR does is it gets more eyes on them so people are going to see what they're talking about they're going to look them up and they need somewhere to go otherwise it's just like the equivalent of running a Facebook ad and sending people to a blank landing page you know people are going to be interested but then they're going to be get there and, and there's nothing there so yes they can absolutely get into the media yes it'll be fun yes it'll be a great experience and it would be you know things that I mean media appearances can be used it as part of a marketing campaign for a lifetime so yeah it would still be beneficial but i tend to work with people who are further along because then i know that they are going to get the maximum benefit from it and i'm gonna oh i'll tell you something actually so when i first started getting into books and media so i was helping people at this stage to find freedom in their business because that's what I had just done. I'd moved from the UK, left my um, acting academies at the time. I had four venues in the UK, left them, came over to Portugal. And so I wrote a book on that. Um, but as I, was, as I was delving into this deeper and I ran a course uh, of the same name, and a module in that was around books and media. And that's where I really found my passion for this because it just, I found that I just wanted to talk about books and media. And I just kind of wanted to skip past the rest of it. So that's what I did. Right, where on earth was I? I've drifted now, haven't I? No, um, no, no, that's okay. I mean, and you reminded me of how I started my whole um, uh, fail coach thing, you know? I mean, in the beginning, um, I mean, I never, I never saw that, you know, one day I'll become a coach or anything, you know, yeah. um, it was just, you know, like, oh, fail coach. Oh, it sounded funny and, 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 you know, just the right thing for me. And so I started, uh, I was invited to a lot of events. I was invited to, um, speak at those events and, and, and then some media coverages and so on, but I had nothing. I didn't have, you know, even a Facebook group or, or a Facebook page or mm -hmm. anything. So when, when people asked me, like, how did I connect with you? I was like, yeah, well, add me as a friend on Facebook. <laughs> um, and, and there was no ecosystem, nothing, no landing page, no, no, yes. no free, not, not even free community or whatever. And, and so uh, I've done so much of, of appearances back then and it was all wasted. Yes. And you, you've reminded me then what I was going to say, because, it, I mean, just like you, mine was natural progression. You know, it's just what I started talking more about. But I, I realised that I wanted to go into this more. And so I thought, well, I'm going to test it. And just like you, I didn't have a website. I didn't have a landing page. I wasn't talking about it on social media. I was very active on social media. But I wasn't talking specifically about my program that I was running. And I thought, you know, I thought, I'm going to see what happens here. So I, I did have a free group. That is one thing that I did have. And <laughs> I just brought people through my book, through my media appearances, into my group. And, you know, I took my, my program to six figures quite pretty quickly. 
and I kept it running for a year before I then decided to move into books and media and just focus on that. So, you know, it can work, but it's going to work a lot, lot, lot better with all of these things in place. So already having the clarity on your audience, on your offers, knowing exactly what you want people to do, but also, you know, when going for these appearances and when writing books, to do so with the intention of giving value. So not going in with, oh, I'm going to make a sale. I mean, Miha, if I came into this interview with you now and I was thinking, oh, I want to make a sale off the back of this, or it, it would be boring for the audience because I'd just be me, me, me and talking about, you know, what I what I do rather than how I can help the audience. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I yeah. agree. But, but yeah, I mean, it, I mean, um, this is something I get asked a lot of times uh, from my clients as well, you know, like, um, so should I just give value or, you know, should I be very intentional? And I guess it's, it's all about mm. at least trying to find that balance in, 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 in a way exactly I mean, between how much value you give and still being a little mm. bit intentional. So, so that balance uh where where uh you you do both I, I think everything in business um like anything i look at in business it's always about finding the balance it's the the left brain the right brain emotions, the logic uh intention uh giving because yes you have to come in and, and give without expecting anything in return but then you still have to be intentional for those who are looking for help and are ready to uh, jump on something yeah it, it's it's all about i guess finding that perfect exactly balance um, yeah i'm really glad that you said that because people can go the opposite way as well you know and they could just go on and there's no purpose behind it so yes they're giving value but there's no leading people back into their space so you know i completely agree with that it has to be balanced it has to be intentional and there has to be massive value and they have to be engaging and you know genuinely care about people and, and want to help them yeah 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 um so um let, let's go back a little bit uh we skipped that part i mean you, you told us a few things about what it means to be media ready um but that that's i guess that's more on what what's out there already uh but i know that there are like this um nitty gritty techie uh, i don't know how you want to call it where you have like a one pager and speaker reel and media kit and and this and that like can, can you can you just you know walk us a little bit through um the the all those things as well, uh, which you need to be ready to, to go and, and to pitch uh, to media, to conferences, to podcasts, yes. uh, and, and so on. Yes, so first of all, you know, look at yourself online, Google yourself and see how you're being presented to the, out, or to the online world. So imagine that somebody who doesn't know you is going to look you up because they will everybody these days they are going to look you up online okay so imagine that they don't know who you are they're clicking you now and see the world through their eyes 
is it clear what you do? You know, do all of your social media profiles add up? Um, I recommend just simple things like having the same headshot on all of your social media profiles, especially if you've got a name that's quite common, which is something neither of us will ever struggle with, Miha. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, for, for people who have got more common names, sometimes people can struggle to tell which one is the right one. So just little things like being consistent with the images that are used and the, you know, the little bio that's used in social media, being consistent with these things, showing straight away what they do, what they're an expert in, how they help people and also you know how people can move forward with them so that people can research them having plenty of trainings and you know value out there already so blog posts and uh, live streams videos and all of that stuff already out there and well, Luana, you mentioned one, the me yes one thing that that just came to my mind right now is, is this maybe something mm -hmm. that you offer um like you know just um online audit uh you know so i like i'm not sure we do I, yeah um like but is that like just uh part of the package where you do the audit or is that like a separate like, like for example i'm thinking hmm, i might be ready but you know i just want to somebody to do a complete audit of my uh, online presence social media presence and so on um like a due diligence uh with you know um a report at the end saying miha you know you need to do um this 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 and this like is, do you offer that as a uh standalone service for uh, uh, perhaps do you know what i don't but maybe i should miha Maybe I should, you're giving me ideas here, but we do that as standard, you know, for anybody who, who we work with, that's the very, very first thing that we do. And yeah, they get a report and, you know, then they make those changes and we just make sure that all that their presence is optimized towards, you know, the goals that they want to achieve. Um, but hey, I may well start offering it as something separate because it, you know, it is something that, that's really helpful for people. And, and people do doubt a lot, you know, am I ready? And it can sometimes be hard to judge that yourself. Sometimes yeah, I mean, it does you know, take somebody from the outside to spot things, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, I can Google myself and then I see, I don't know, 10 pages of, of Google results with this and that and so on. And uh, I, I have no clue, you know, oh, is this good? Is it not good? Um, so, you know, having like a, um, I mean, I would probably just, you know, do, because, um, for example, I, I do have a team of people that I work with and, um, I might not need certain services that come along with, with, you know, what you're offering, but I would probably love to do mm. an audit every 12 months. Um, where are we when it comes to our online presence? Mm. I mean, yeah, that's just thinking. an idea. Just an idea. Um, so maybe something you 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 will start offering. Uh, but yeah, sorry, I, I cut yeah, you off. Yeah, like I'll definitely were, were consider just, that. You, you were just diving into the media kit and so on. So I'll let you. Like we are both so chatty. Um, I'm I'm sure this will be the longest <laughs> podcast episode ever created, probably. 
<laughs> well we could e we have to keep checking ourselves don't we we could literally spend hours chatting <laughs> um, yes. yeah so media kits uh, these are really really handy to have um and it's just a sheet that basically has all of the information that a journalist, a producer, a podcast host, anybody who might be looking to book you could need. So, you know, the media kits we do, they contain a, a lot of information. So we have the, the regular things, you know, like the images, past media, um, introduction, we have suggested introductions, we even have suggested questions, not to say this is really important, not saying this is what I want to be asked, but just saying, you know, this is what I can talk about, you know, the, these are um, what I'm confident speaking on, this is my knowledge, just so that it's very, very clear. Um, yeah, and bios and links to the past media as well and images that they can click through and use for publicity so everything that they could possibly need and you know i'd support that i'd attach that i'm trying to say in support of pitches and also just have it on on a website just as a page on a website and also as a downloadable file as well yeah yeah like um yeah i see a lot of websites i don't know why i don't have that yet um, oh well we've yeah. got to get that sorted Miha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i i do have the media kit like a dropbox link but i i right now i'm not sure why we don't have like a, a menu item uh saying hey media kit <laughs> yeah uh, it's it's just really handy you know for all that information to be there and i get i get a lot of people getting back to me and saying, you know, thank you for, you made, you know, you've made my job easy. And that's the thing, isn't it? You know, when you're dealing with journalists, producers, hosts, generally, these people are very, very busy. So, you know, they do appreciate that everything's there laid out in front of them. So they don't have to spend hours researching or going backwards and forwards with questions. Okay. So if you first do the due diligence, then mm -hmm. you you fix what's missing uh, with your client. Yes. Now the work begins. So how does that look like? Like uh, if if I want to go through Luana uh, uh, program, what do I have to prepare myself for? What what are the things that you will guide me through um, so that once we have the techie stuff all set up, you've done your due diligence, um, mm -hmm. we corrected what needs to be corrected, and now um, it's go time. So how does that look like? Okay, so the first thing we generally do, well, always, not generally, is we create a PR plan, and we create these for six months at a time. And I always recommend that people stay on for six months, a, um, a common mistake that people do make, you know, whether they are going with an agency or doing their own PR, is that they're not consistent with it and that they don't give it a chance. So mainstream media is the same in some ways as social media in that you wouldn't go onto Facebook having never been there before, put on one post and expect everything to happen super quickly. Although it can at times, 
you know, thing, one post can result in an influx, but generally you expect, you expect it to build over a few months. And that's the same with mainstream media. So we create a PR plan and everyone is individualized, but I'll just give you a general overview now of, you know, an example of the things that we do. So what we tend to do, first of all, is send out a syndicated press release. So these are great for visibility and for backlinks to the website. But I have to stress this, and this is something where a lot of people in the industry may not agree with me, but it's something that I strongly believe is that these uh, syndicated press releases are great to do, but they are just the starting point. They are not the, you know, it, it's not the end result. It's the starting point. So we do that first of all. And, um, you know, generally it'll be an announcement about the offer or about the book or the event or whatever it is that they want to promote. So we get that out there as quickly as possible and then we move on. And I, I'm talking now about somebody who hasn't been in the media before. So what we'll do next is we'll move, we'll find some low hanging fruits. So we'll find some people who are likely to be very, be very interested in what this person has to offer. For example, local press. Local press is great, okay, because they love local people and exciting things that they're up to. And this is something that entrepreneurs sometimes, you know, they'll say to me, well, I don't do anything interesting. Why would the press be interested in me? But the fact is that because we live our lives every day, it's not that interesting to us, but to other people, you better believe it is. So we always find, we always find an angle. Sometimes it's easier than others. You know, sometimes we talk to people and instantly there's an angle there and we go, yes, let's do it. But for other people, it can take a lot more brain power and creativity to find that angle. But there is always an angle. So we find that angle and we hit the local press with it. So I'm talking newspapers, radio, uh, television networks in the local area and ones that are specific to that niche as well. So that's the first thing that we do. And then we start getting people into publications. So, you know, things like online magazines and stuff, we'll, we'll write, we'll get the, either get them to write an article on some topics that we suggest, or they can send us their notes and we can write it up for them, or we can take it, you know, we can take it from a live stream or something. So it's all their own work but how they choose for us to be involved, that's up to them. Some people love to do, do it themselves, in which case we just edit it. Other people, you know, who are very busy, they might be like, well, yeah, okay, you just go ahead and then we'll have a look at their, um, their video blogs or their live streams and we'll just transcribe that and turn it into an article. Or we might get... Um, a contributor for that publication to write a feature about them. So, you know, it could be five lessons from mindset coach, John 
Balmsby or whoever it is. <laughs> so, you know, so there are diff different ways, but we get them featured in, in publications. And again, we go from the lowest, the not the lowest, but the easiest to get into to the hardest. So when I speak to people a lot of the time, Oprah's one that everybody wants. Everybody wants to get on Oprah. <laughs> you know, who, who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? So, but the thing is that to get on something that's huge, then they need to already be established as the expert. They need to already be known for being a credible source on that topic. So, you know, it, it's like what if you, if you go into employment, you work from the bottom and you work your way up. And that's the same with media generally. And I say generally because it's not always the case. So I will say, that we also get 60 to 70 journalist inquiries on a daily basis. So as well as following the plans and being proactive, we also work in a reactive way where we pitch to these incoming inquiries that are coming every day and quick wins can and do happen as a result of those. But where planning is concerned, that's not the norm. You know, the norm, the more likely case is that you work your way up um but yeah you know I, I have had i have had people within 10 days being in every newspaper in, in the uk um on tv you know being offered documentaries and speaking engagements and, and all sorts of the back of it so it can and does happen very quickly but i would always recommend with planning that you work your way up so no, absolutely. And uh, I mean, uh, speaking from, for example, from my own experience, um, I started doing, you know, podcasts and things like that. Um, and probably I've in the beginning, I've done, I don't know, my first 10 podcast interviews were with podcasts that had probably less than 10 downloads per episode. Mm. Uh, but what really was a good thing was, uh, you know, so you're not nervous you, you know you don't have any of that um because you know, most likely nobody will listen to it anyway um and, but the, the other thing was that it really helped me to mm -hmm. clarify my message doing those interviews and 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 you know um voice it in the right way i mean especially for somebody like you know me um english is only my third language so of course I don't oh, have the, wow. you know the vocabulary. Um, of course I you know I, I don't have the uh, the phrases and and so on. <clears throat> uh, if you're a native speaker, so sometimes it can be quite hard to express yourself to uh, explain clearly and in a shorter form without you know um, doing the Italian hand waving alongside and and trying to. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, picture, uh, paint the picture with your hands while you're explaining on a podcast that's audio only. Um, so it really helped me to uh, get to the point where I feel I became more ready to do bigger ones. If I would start with a big one as my first one, uh -huh. that would probably be a huge blunder. Uh, yeah. The host would probably never publish that episode anyway. Uh -huh. Yeah. So I, I think there's really nothing wrong 
in, in taking it easy, taking it That's slow, it. at least, you know, your first two or three months, because you're basically preparing yourself for what's coming next. Exactly. And the first, you know, when we work with people, the first three months really is about this preparation, like the, the next, what we'll do after that is then we move on to podcasts. And just like you were saying now, you know, about how when you started and, and you were going on to these small podcasts, I think that is a great thing to do. And some people will turn their nose up, you know, and they'll say, well, how many downloads does that podcast have? I really think, okay, so one, if you go on to these podcasts first, just like you said, you're going to build your confidence. You're going to get clear on your message. You're going to be able to, to learn to communicate more effectively. And, you know, if you do screw up, hey, it's not that much of a big deal. It's okay. <laughs> and you learn. You learn as well how to get out of sticky situations. We all, you know, no podcast or no interview is going to be perfect in your eyes. You know, there's always going to be times you might forget what you're saying. You might stumble over your words and that's okay. But, you know, with this practice, you learn how to deal with these things and how to get yourself back on track and what to do if you're asked a question, if you don't know the answer or if you, if you just don't want to answer it for whatever reason. And you get to learn these things and, you know, how to, how to handle the, any, any eventuality that could happen. And another thing is, I believe that my own attitude towards this is if I'm offered a podcast, if it's aligned towards my values and it's got my audience, regardless of the numbers, I'm going to show up. And this is for a few different reasons. If it's a new podcast, you never know where that podcast is going in the future. So right now it might have 10 downloads. In the future, it could you don't know how many it could have. It could end up being absolutely huge. Now imagine if you look back and you go, oh, I was offered to go on that. Now they're not interested. Well, well, there you go. <laughs> and when people you know, start listening to, to a new podcast, a lot of people will go from the first episodes. So there you are. <laughs> so yeah. there's that. And also for me, if, if there's one person who can hear my message and who can get a benefit from it and who has the potential to make changes, to make positive changes as a result of hearing me speak, then I'm going to show up for that one person. No, yeah, absolutely. I mean, first thing, when, when you were talking about the fuck-ups that can happen, um, it's a huge plus if you call yourself a fail coach, because then you can always say, you know, like, well, that's aligned with my brand. Yes. <laughs> no, but uh, like, um, there are also other things, you know, like you, you get, uh, I don't know, most podcasts uh, um, repurpose uh, their content on more platforms. They tag you. Um, you get your backlinks uh, um, or your links in, in, in the show notes. Um, you create SEO um, unintentionally and so on. So there's a lot of not obvious benefits that you get alongside of that. Because, you know, like, for example, this podcast, um, we publish, uh, I think we are 
uh, distributed to 12 different platforms like iTunes and Google yes. Podcasts and so on. So each of those platforms will have your links in the show notes um, and, and uh, plus our website and, and then all the tagging and, and, yeah. and everything that we do, uh, social media posts and so on. So um, yeah, I mean, there are other benefits but like you said yeah even if just one person is the right person and you know to be honest uh this has nothing to do with podcasts but um in the past uh when i was starting out i had no audience at all and so you know i started posting in in, in groups and so on sharing my story in other people groups so that you know people would connect with me and and i mm. slowly started building an audience out of that and the thing was I, you know, first thing was, oh yeah, sure. Let's go to the few big groups, you know, 50K, 100K people in them. Um, diddly squat, nothing happened out of those groups. Um, I mean, I would get a bunch of people um, messaging me, uh, mm. but you know, really not my ideal clients. And I mean, I, I don't mind that they were, but you know, nothing uh, productive what my intention was happened out of those. And then, you know, a, a, a great guy um, said, well, Miha, why don't you do a little bit of testing? And so I started testing medium-sized groups, smaller groups. And you know what I found? Uh, groups with 100, 200 people, best place ever. Yes. Um, because you can quickly establish yourself as somebody who is, you know, um, a thought leader in certain, in certain area. Uh, it's very easy to get in touch with the admin, uh, mm. to do something together with the admin. Um, usually, people are more connected in those small groups. They trust the admin more. Um, there's no spamming and, and, and salesy stuff and so on. Uh, so it's all around much more enjoyable and pleasant experience. Um, and yeah, like um, I got quite a few clients from... Uh, the smaller the group was, the more likely it was for me to uh, to get a client out of it. So then I just focused on groups uh, below 1,000 people and I mostly exited all uh, above that number. Yes, interesting. See, I used to run a group and I had 40,000 and I shut it down and I started a new one. And, you know, it was so much more... There was so much more engagement. It was more like a community where I felt that the bigger group, it, was, it just ended up being full of people who weren't really coming together as a community and engaging and talking to each other. It was more people talking at each other, if that makes sense. Yes, and yes. I, you know, I was running the group and I felt disconnected to it. So I was thinking, well, <laughs> you know, if, if I'm feeling disconnected to it, then surely the members are going to be feeling disconnected. And it just... The, the I start I started losing interest in it and yeah so it was quite a big decision because I thought you know I put a lot into building this group I realised that it it wasn't right and so I made the decision to close it down and start again and the group I've got now um, there's just over three hundred in it I think and. I adore it. You know, I look forward to going in every day. Um, I do lots of trainings and stuff in there. People, you know, come and talk to me and, and actually 
have conversations rather than just pitch and run. So yeah, yeah, it, it's much more feels like 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 a family uh, than that's than, it. Yeah, or like a community, a tribe. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm all about. I love bringing people together. I love bringing um, people together and everyone sharing their experiences. You know, it's great. Um, Luana, uh, before we go into the last part of, of this episode, um, I mean, we've been talking a lot about giving value so far. Um, I mean, you've been giving a lot of amazing value to our listeners. Um, but would you mind sharing a little bit about Luana? You know, I always like to ask my guests that so that, yeah. uh, you know, the listeners can uh, get a little bit of uh, that intimacy in knowing uh, my guests from uh, uh, who they are mm. when they're not running their business. Absolutely. Well, this surprises a few people because, well, you know, I'm genuinely happy, smiley and friendly. <laughs> But one of the things that I adore and something I get a huge buzz from is acting in horror films. So, you know, it used to be my career and that's actually what started me off doing all of this. It, it, you know, it's a long story and how, how I got started, but it all began with acting in horror films and being a there was two roles that i loved i loved playing either you know the victim that was fun especially in things like zombie films where you you have your head chopped off and your guts eaten and all of that stuff but i also loved and the, the roles i used to get the most were Oh, you know, I still get offered them now, is the psycho bitch from hell. And those, I... <laughs> such good fun, Miha. Such good fun. Almost therapeutic. And do you know what? I bring my acting into, into what I do now, preparing for interviews, you know, coming how to come across on camera and everything like that. Um, I have so many acting techniques. And I honestly don't think I'd be doing what I'm doing now without having first getting into into acting burlesque is another thing that I've done um <laughs> but again I played the twisted the twisted character my, my burlesque character was called the twisted lady you know it wasn't <laughs> the regular type of burlesque again it was more horror but yeah just just great fun so that's one thing and I did touch on it in the beginning. I'm in Portugal at the minute where I live with um, my partner, my two girls who are homeschooled. And I came over here to open an animal sanctuary. Now, we were building for years, um, all sustainable, off the grid. Um, you know, we were set to have this cruelty-free sanctuary and we wanted to save all of the animals. And then something happened. <laughs> um, a few months ago, we finally got ready to take in our first batch of animals. And I'm sad to say that we had so much opposition from the village nearby that it didn't happen. The animals were, they had to go, they were saved by somewhere else. But it was, it was very hard. I'm so, so sorry you know, to when hear you, that. It's okay. Do you know what? 
these things happen. You know, you're, you're the fail coach, you know all about this. <laughs> so we take these things, don't we, as lessons. We think, okay, what have we learned from this? How can we apply it going forward? So as it stands at the minute, and this is something I get asked a lot is about the sanctuary, and I haven't really been open about it yet. You know, this is the first time that I've really spoken about what's happened. And it's because the truth is, I don't know what's going to happen next. Will it still happen? Yes, at some point. I don't know when. I don't know if it'll be in the same place. I don't know if it'll be somewhere else. But what we've done for now is it was so, it was just such a hard hit that we just, we just said, do you know what? We're going to get away. So we moved to a different part of Portugal and we just thought we're going to take the winter away from, away from the place and we're going to see what happens. So watch this space and in the next few months things will become clear. But you know, that's always been my dream and it, it's been a big motivator of why I got started was because I wanted to use the funds. I wanted to open an animal sanctuary, but I didn't want to rely on donations. I wanted to build a business that would sustain the sanctuary. So it's still there, it's still my plan. So I'm not putting too much pressure on myself for now. Let's wait and see what happens in the future. Okay, I mean, um, I know how, how important that is for you and, and this is something a passion uh mm. or a why that we both share um um me with whatever i'm doing with the animals you yes. with what you're doing so that's something that's been connecting us for for uh quite some while since we actually first spoke about two years ago it is uh, I, re I remember the first ever conversation we had we were on the phone for about two hours talking about animals yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it, it, we really were uh Lu luana is there anything uh, let's get back to to you know um, mm. helping entrepreneurs to build personal brand mm. uh, so um we went through the due diligence uh, the uh, plan, the execution. Um, is there anything else that we might not have touched upon and you feel um, we should? Yeah, so, you know, something that's really, really important for people who do want to take that next step and get into mainstream media and really explode their personal brand is that it takes consistency it's not as simple as just sending a press release out and you know crossing your fingers and hoping for the best it takes time to build and nurture relationships in much the same way as you do with with clients you know if you run up to somebody's face and say hey buy my shit they're probably going to think you're weird or <laughs> they're going to run a mile where if you spend <laughs> I'm getting to know that person, what their needs are, and nurture that relationship, and then give them what they need as opposed to what you want to get out of it. Of course, you know it, it's a you're obviously you you want to be seen, and they want your story. So it's finding the right person who's aligned with that's aligned, so you can give them what they need as much as they can give you what you need. And then you build that relationship and you know you keep building those relationships and you keep being consistent. I heard actually 
um, somebody who is in my, so in, in my group, I do, I deliver a lot of trainings and somebody sent me a message the other day that really made me smile. So she'd been pitching for a couple of years now to the media in the local area and she hadn't had any interest. Now recently she was called by her local radio station and she's got a weekly spot. So, you know, it can sometimes take time. So she might have thought, oh, people aren't interested, but she remained consistent. And then they contacted her out of the blue and they offered her this spot. So, you know, they didn't run with the stories that she'd suggested, but because she was the source, the expert that kept cropping up into their awareness, she was the one that they thought of when they did have this this spot that needed filling. So yeah, so that, that was a nice story. And that happens a lot. So, you know, be consistent. And also I've, I, I've got to say this, don't try to be somebody you're not to appeal to people, you know, think about the, the things that make you you, the things that make you unique, the things that make your business different to everyone else and go in with those angles amplify that thing that makes you unique that makes you interesting um yeah so that's it really okay no i mean you've shared a whole lot of value and of course i will include all your links in the show notes so whoever wants to get in touch with you check out your group your offerings and 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 all of that and i'm part of your group and i know that you you really give a lot of free advice a lot of free value in there so they should really check you out uh uh but you know um it doesn't hurt if you say like where do where would you invite them to to connect with you so the easiest way of getting in touch with me is facebook i'm always on there facebook luana ribeira shoot me over a message i'm always happy to talk and um if you want to join my group i'll send a message i'll send you a message with a link perfect perfect like i said we'll include all your all your links in the show notes anyway amazing so Click it to click towards that, but yeah, just so that we have the formal invites from you. Uh, now, Luana, my last question your last golden nugget of wisdom. What's something that you want to leave the audience with? It can be related to what we talked, mm -hmm. or something else that you feel is an important message that you want to share with the audience. I just feel that it's really important, you know, for anybody who wants to get ahead in any area, whether it's with personal branding or, you know, increasing sales or doing something completely different, climbing Everest or whatever it is, to constantly be doing the deeper work. So as well as working on the strategies to constantly be working on personal development. And this is something that I encounter a lot is where people get opportunities and they go into self-sabotage. And it's really important to be aware of these things and to be aware of the patterns and to be getting support there. And it, you know, this is something that I help with, with my clients. I have a funny little term for people who are about to release books. I find that people turn into Bookzilla. So I, I do a lot on how to spot the signs of Bookzilla because Bookzilla will eat you up unless you're aware. And um, yeah, but always get the right support because things like going into the media and publishing a book 
comes with a massive transformational process and it is really important that you're getting support there so whether you're working with me or working with somebody else just make sure you've got support on your mindset as well as the strategy perfect 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 yeah i absolutely agree i mean um i i'm still sometimes you know um bamboozled or amazed how you know when when we look at athletes not not even you know the number one athletes but you know any athlete uh, they all have you know coaches um and and many of them have a whole coaching stuff like an overall coach and then specific coaches for mindset for this for that mm. for training um but and and you know even like simple things like when we want to make uh something new in the kitchen you know like we go online we research we or we call our grandmas or or moms and you know like mm -hmm. how do you do this how do you do that so uh but then when it comes to building a business um i don't know why but most people i guess they think oh no shit i need to do that by myself i mean which is really like i don't know why um and and those are mostly even you know not people who come from any entrepreneurial background or who don't come from you know like uh, a business school background so that at least they would have the theory it's it's you know average people who maybe were in in, in corporate environment they haven't done any you know business development or anything like that and now they think oh i have to do this by myself so yeah it, it always amazes me but it is what it is and i hope that with uh, you know episodes like this we can um, also bring a little bit more awareness to that and uh, make sure uh, I, I'm not saying that they have to work with you or they have to work with me but you know yeah, go out there, exactly. try and find somebody uh, a mastermind a, a, a group uh, of people or a coach or, or something or a mentor that can help you um, on that journey because uh, um, mm. why you know why wouldn't you but yeah um yeah. just wanted to, to mention that luana it was an amazing great uh pleasure having you as my guest i don't know why we haven't done this sooner but i guess it all comes uh at, at the right time so uh yeah. we've done it now um so i appreciate you for all the uh the wisdom you shared with the audience i appreciate you for you know everything that you're doing how you're taking care of your community, how you're helping fellow entrepreneurs and so on. Um, I just wish you all the best on that journey. Uh, and uh, yeah, thank you for being my guest today, Luana. Thank you, Miha. It's been an absolute pleasure. Take care.